When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm Vivian McPeak, and this is Hempresent. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hempresent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. My guest today is John Rulak. As founder of Nutiva, John has sourced and formulated $1 billion in retail sales of organic superfoods. He is a serial entrepreneur, investor, writer, philanthropist, and the executive producer of the Netflix blockbuster regenerative agriculture film, Kiss the Ground. John Rulek has founded six nonprofit organizations, including Great Plains Regeneration, Agroforestry Regeneration Communities, and Forest Forever. Somehow, he's found the time to speak with me today. Welcome, John, to Cannabis Radio. Thanks. Glad to be here. Uh, there is so much to cover in such a very short amount of time, but we'll just do our best. I want to get into your work with Nutiba, the importance of regenerative agricultural practices, and the great work that you've done introducing hemp to mainstream consumers. Uh, but first, what were some of your early influences? You're just extremely eco-conscious. Where did that environmental focus come from? Yeah, it's a good, good question. Well, uh, a few things. One is that at a very young age, I was blessed that my mom and dad um, purchased a small uh, island in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State that had no running water, no electricity. Uh, we had to bring our water there, uh, it was three acre island and, and spent a lot of time in nature, uh, you know, with, uh, for several months a year. And then, and then the rest of the time, 10 miles from downtown LA in California. So that going back and forth between, uh, pristine air, nature, uh, trees, uh, spending time in the ocean, you know, looking in the oceans, you know playing by the ocean, and then being in a very polluted environment. That definitely influenced me. Um, at age 21, uh, un unidentified truck driver dumped nuclear waste like 10 miles from my house when I was living in Altadena, California. Uh, and those those two events really kind of set me, I think, uh, set my, my, my uh, focus for my life uh, to see how we can live on the earth in a more ecological way. And... Uh, uh, learn, learn all different things are um, to do that. You know, it, it, it feels to me as if there's an undeclared war against the natural world. Uh, as my day job, I'm the managing editor for Skunk Magazine, the only cannabis magazine I'm aware of solely dedicated to organic regenerative cannabis cultivation. Um, in, in your words, quickly, what is regenerative agriculture and what role do big agros practices play in the collapse of our bio biosphere we're living through? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So 
let's let's consider agriculture and, and um, um, like you know over the last you know hundred years and let's say three phases um, there was the degenerative agriculture where you know the over plowing spraying of pesticides um, herbicides using uh, synthetic fertilizers from frack natural gas and and oil and that's um, that's been going on for a long time and essentially you you know the amount of minerals in a carrot or broccoli is is like um is like a fifth from where it was a hundred years ago so we've really destroyed the nutrition by not paying attention to soil health <clears throat> then about 25 30 40 years ago people said well maybe we could make it more make we can make industrial agriculture quote more sustainable <clears throat> but if you've already destroyed much of the soil destroyed much of the habitat just sustaining that and maybe not getting so much worse isn't necessarily the great solution but sustainable agriculture was the buzzword in the in the 80s and 90s and 2000s and and then uh, um there became a movement um uh of the word around regeneration uh robert rodale started using that you know 50 years ago um 60 years ago and that the idea is to regenerate or restore so if you're a farmer and you have half as much topsoil or half as much organic matter in the soil um, so for example a lot of farms only have one to two percent organic matter and in a matter of four or five years through doing very such as regenerative practices you can then double the amount of organic matter in the soil and so rege regeneration is is very important and some of the basic uh, concepts are keep the soil covered you know armor for the soil uh, uh, unfortunately uh, and no plowing not disturbing the soil or minimal plowing um, increasing biodiversity uh, so that can mean instead of just growing corn soybean corn soybean <clears throat> introduce other crops in there introduce perennial systems grass systems tree crops um, uh, and uh, and that that can help increase biodiversity um, and, and if you and if you do those things uh, you create uh, more fertility you don't need to spend as much money on inputs and so that's that's the the idea and the vision to move forward and agriculture is one of the largest contributors to to our climate crisis and our environmental crisis <clears throat> unfortunately we have been myopic and just focusing on carbon <clears throat> like carbon is a is is an enemy and so so we want to attack the enemy like the oil industry um there's a great new book out called regeneration by paul hawken um uh, he wrote also a book called drawdown that's a good thing for this uh and you know we talk about this in the film kiss the ground that i helped start but the 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 end of the day we're focused more on quote how climate change is going to is this hopeless you know long-term issue that's causing issues and forgetting about some simple things that we can do and two of the major biological biodiversity issues that are facing uh the planet and humanity is number one is the loss of winged insects mm -hmm. this is something you don't see mentioned in new york times or hardly ever or or the new york new york Times, bloomberg <clears throat> guardian you know um etc you know they, they like to talk a lot about 
you know, quote, plant-based or, 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 you know, climate smart agriculture, et cetera. Um, but they, they failed to talk about this. And essentially 75% of all winged insects, I'm talking, I'm talking about like bees, <clears throat> butterflies, ladybugs, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Etc. Uh, dragonflies have disappeared in the last 50 years. The number one cause is agricultural chemicals as well as habitat loss. <clears throat> if you drive up the major agriculture valleys such as the San Joaquin Valley in California, <clears throat> if you did it when you and I were a boy, <clears throat> there, there would be, you know- Bugs on the windshield, right? Yeah, the windshield, they'd be all over, you know, you know, it'd be all over uh, that. Um, and today <clears throat> you do the windshield test and the bugs aren't there. Um, and, uh, and we're losing one to 2% a year. <clears throat> it also works at the chromosome level. So, the, and, and there's a book called our stolen future. So essentially it, it is causing issues at the chromosome le level, uh, um, and, um, uh, in terms of the expression of the gene. <clears throat> so, so we're getting all sorts of strange diseases <clears throat> and, and other behavioral things because of these agriculture chemicals and people don't know that. This, and, and so the second thing is that in, in our oceans, the, ba you know, the basis <clears throat> for much of the life on this planet is our oceans. It's our largest oxygen supply. <clears throat> it's a large food supply for a lot of you know, you know, humanity and habitat. There's this thing called micro, you know, uh, plankton, uh, microalgae. And uh, everything in the ocean either eats the algae and eats this plankton or eats what eats the plankton. <clears throat> and we've lost 50 to 60%. And again, you never see this word ocean acidification ever mentioned. I don't want to talk to people about it. <clears throat> and, and, and as we lose one to 2% a year, we're starting the oceans becoming a biological desert. It's the reason why seals were washing up dead on the California coastline. They were just running out of food a few years ago. Um, and the reason why the plankton is dying is oceans are becoming warmer from climate change. <clears throat> Secondly, they are absorbing, uh, the, the oceans are a giant sink for carbon. <clears throat> and, and so as we burn fossil fuels, as we plow our fields, as we do degenerative agriculture, <clears throat> all that carbon goes in, goes up in the atmosphere and then it falls in the oceans. And if, if you fast forward what the ocean acidification level will be, and the, and the ocean needs a particular balance between uh, acidity and, and um, um, 
acidity and uh, what's the flip flop of acidity uh, alkaline uh, uh, that if you if you go to if you actually do an experiment the the plankton in what we expect the acidification of the ocean to be in in 2040 <clears throat> there's not much that's living there so essentially unless we make a change we have a lot of issues coming on so we need to restore our soils because we can take that excess carbon that's in the ocean and the atmosphere and bring it back into the soils and regenerate our land in 1999, you founded Nutiba, the world's leading organic brand of hemp, coconut, chia, red palm superfoods. Uh, during your time as CEO, you became one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the organic food industry. Um, Nutiba's 1% sales programs generated at least a half million dollars to organizations such as Vote Hemp and the Hemp Industries Association, uh, representatives of both which have been on this show. Uh, you were also a part of the successful legal victory against the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency in 2004. Uh, which paved the way for hemp to be a legal food product for public consumption. We have a little under two minutes to the first break, but are you satisfied with the legal status of hemp as a food product uh, or is there still work to do? Yeah, I think for, for food, I think it's good. Um, we, we need, but we need to, to deregulate more, you know, for the CBD side. And, and right now there's a lot of hassles on that. And, and, you know, I think the CBD, uh, the, the THC level at 0.3%, that would be good to go to 1%. Um, so there's some some work to be done there, but yeah, we were we were successful working, um, you know, in our industry to uh, sue the DEA and won that lawsuit and paved that way. So, um, and nativa means nut of sativa. No, no, I didn't know that. Wow, you know, as as executive director of Seattle Hemp Fest for 30 years, of course, I've been well aware of your work, but but I didn't realize that the name uh, had that origin. That's really interesting. Um, uh, we've got a little under a minute uh, to the first break. A lot of the uh, industrial hemp, <clears throat> excuse me, produced in America today is going to CBD oil extraction. Um, but really, you know, hemp has myriad uses. Um, do you think that that's an issue or, or, or is it just, do we just need to have more hemp grown and, and the more processing facilities across the United States? <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. It's the, the, you know, hemp can be used for 25,000 books, and I've written several books on hemp, you know, including Hemp Horizon and Industrial Hemp uh, back in the 90s. <clears throat> the, the, the issue is the markets are just not developed for hemp as much. But what's starting to change is the price of fiber is going up and because of inflation. <clears throat> so the, all of a sudden, you, the European hemp processors used to go bankrupt every five to 10 years, uh, many of them. Um, now all of a sudden they're they're doing much better because of the some of the supply chain challenges and the and the shortages of fiber. So I, I think there is some potential there. There's a lot of demand for the sh the the herd for for building materials, but there isn't. They haven't been able to figure out how to process the long fiber which uh, through the decortication process. So um, uh, um, there's still still challenges there but uh they're working on on things um there is really an innovation from revolution hemp on how to take the hemp seed and convert it into an amazing hemp protein powder using that by the shell at first so it's it's a white protein not a green protein and they're hoping to figure out how to use the shell in like uh, uh, graphene and other graphite and other other uh, uh valuable added products Great. I am talking to John Rulak. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. 
We're coming right back. We're back on Hempercent with John Rulak. John, America is a bastion of illness and obesity, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and more than half of all Americans are on pharmaceutical drugs. U.S. COVID deaths outnumber those of any other nation. Hours ago, you penned an article about the Food and Drug Administration and how Americans perceive that organization, especially during this pandemic. In your opinion, what should Americans know about the FDA? <clears throat> yeah, that's a great question. The, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, has essentially overseen the regulation of a food industry that's created dis-ease, uh, inflammation, <clears throat> and a, a host of health conditions, uh, and in the process of also uh, destroyed nature. Uh, and uh, so, and they, they also do that on the food side and the drug side, you know, nine out of 10 of the FDA or eight out of the 10 FDA commissioners, as I wrote my recent article, went on to work in the pharmaceutical industry after they left. Um, so the FDA essentially is, has a very cozy relationship with the pharmaceutical industry. Ironically, much of what Americans think is scientific facts about the pharmaceutical industry, about, about COVID, is, in, is unfortunately marketing claims. And, and, and ironically, uh, most of my environmental and liberal friends <clears throat> were on the same page with me, um, you know, five years ago, three years ago. <clears throat> but because Trump kind of zigzagged all around, <clears throat> because of QAnon crazy conspiracy theories, and because of, of constant drumbeat of fear, people have, have flipped and now believe what the FDA says. Ironically, the hospitals for much of tw of the latter half of 2021 were empty in in northern india in uttar pradesh and delhi india and also in tokyo because they use early treatment of uh, vitamin d vitamin c and uh, ivermectin um, and there's four or five different uh you know repurposed drugs that have used for other purposes ivermectin is used a lot in africa and, and in uh, equatorial countries um, and, but there's so much misinformation. Um, and also one of the reasons why vitamin, uh, why Japan's doing so well, they have a heavy vitamin D diet. So I encourage people to do vitamin D take, uh, take up to 5,000 units. Uh, that's what many doctors recommend international units. And that helps your body, uh, promote, uh, you know, uh, reducing viral replication. So we need a healthier diet. Um, <clears throat> we need to be, you know, COVID is real. It's not something you want to mess around with. Um, uh, but we could, we, the hospital certainly could be much less impacted if we would do early treatment programs and if Americans would be using vitamin D. And ironically, many countries around the world, less of, you know, that don't have as much money, provide their citizens with vitamin D and we do not, such as El Salvador uh, and uh, northern India. I mean, is it true to say that a, a stunning degree of the illness in America could be rectified just by a change in lifestyle and diet? Yeah, that's that's a that's an understatement. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> um, and but people are given misinformation, <clears throat> uh, and you know, uh, in my article, I put a chart called Medical Science where I talk about the what what the FDA was promoting. So I encourage people to read that. It's almost laughable when you think about this, <clears throat> and, and this is the same agency that we told we're told, um, you know, that uh, you know that essentially. 
that they harass doctors. Did you know that a doctor will be fired in a hospital if, if a COVID patient comes in and they says, okay, let's give them vitamin D and vitamin C? <laughs> they are either fired or reprimanded. This is the ultimate madness. We're actually using a drug called remdesivir, which is very toxic. It's shown it doesn't save any lives. In fact, it kills more people. There's hardly any studies. It costs the U.S. government $3,000. And instead, we could be using four or five repurposed medicines from flamoxamine to ivermectin, which costs very little. And doctors regularly have been using it. And the doctors that did use it are harassed. Sadly, Many of our environmental liberal friends, which I talk about in my article on Substack, you just Google my name, John Rulak and Substack, they can't believe this. And they are so caught up in this, I hate Trump, and I'm for anything that Trump, if whatever Trump's for, I'm against. And, and it's really, we, have, we don't have time for hate. We, we need to let go of hate. <clears throat> and to me, if a, if a Republican wants to promote hemp, I don't hate them. If a Republican wants to promote... Uh, uh, access to medical freedom, that's that's great. If a Democrat wants to you know, reduce bombing people in other countries, I'll support that. But this whole thing about we have to hate one side and destroy each other is a, is a sickness uh, of our culture and social media. And frankly, it's a sad reflection of our society and we, 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 uh, we need to do better. And we, we all fall down sometimes. You know, you and I probably do things we prefer not to. You know, we get frustrated. It's a frustrating society when we're looking at a screen so many hours a day. Right. And then there's just a, a stunning lack of nuance that social media has has helped to drive, right? Uh, you, you know, we could we could do a, sh- a whole show on, on any of these subjects, but I want to try to get a couple more questions in uh, quickly here. We have about four minutes till the next break. Uh, John, nanoplastic pollution has been detected in polar regions for the first time, revealing that Microscopic plastic particles are now pervasive everywhere. Uh, the nanoparticles are smaller and more toxic than microplastics, which have also been detected across the globe. How big a role does single-use plastic food packaging, uh, as a CEO of a food company for many years, how, how big of a role does this single plastic food packaging play in the environmental plastics crisis, and, and what's being done about it? Yeah, the, the packaging, uh, single-use plastic is a real uh, challenge. There's more tonnage of plastic in the ocean than there is sea life today. Wow. Stunning. Um, uh, we, what we really need is much more R&D. In, in, there's just not good uh, ecological packaging material options always for the food industry and the, and the consumer packaged good industry. Um, we need billions of dollars in, in R&D grants to work on this. We put lots and lots of money on solar and wind, but you can't expect, you know, the, um, you know, smaller entrepreneurs to change the industry just, you know, to try to do the R&D. We need, we need, you know, examine whether from mushrooms or recycled material or from hemp, et cetera. But that's really, what's really needed. Um, uh, but people need to just cut down on use of packaging, uh, definitely. Um, and it's, uh, it's it's a real it's a it's a real challenge. And glass is very heavy, um, and isn't always recycled. So um, there is some op- there is some interesting things that are going on, and I've been kind of you know uh, the forefront to see things. And there's a lot of promising things, and they just never seem to get to the marketplace <clears throat> for a variety of economic or social- like, like biodegradable hemp plastics <clears throat> and stuff that that probably need more more yeah you know, I mean development hemp, right hemp is 
hemp can be good in like in like solid, you know, like you know, it's, I haven't seen it as much in heavy in in compostable plastic as much. It's not as just doesn't quite work as well in that area, at least in my view, that I've seen it. <clears throat> but but it can be used for <clears throat> like if you were making a trash can, you know, you can put um, or other other compost bin, you could put hemp in there with that, and more people are starting to look look at that. Uh, we have about a minute uh, to the next break. Uh, so quickly, corporations have made big climate pledges that are largely ringing hollow. Uh, but really, you know, it, it's it's the consumer that is creating uh, the waste and, and the demand. What do you think the average consumer can do to make a difference in preserving and mending our biosphere? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent question. I mean, um, understand that do the best that you can, whatever that is for you. If you're not one thing, if you're not composting, compost your food scraps. <clears throat> um, you know, um, can you drive a little less? You know, um, uh, and can you elect leaders that are going to take this more seriously <clears throat> uh, and see what you can do? Can you can you can you can you make your vocation your job to work for an organization that's more interested in the environment than just bottom line? <clears throat> um, and um, yeah, it's a. We, we face an intense crisis. I, I'm of the view that society in America is in the process of a social decay and collapse yeah. over the next decade, not only economically, but ecologically. Um, mm. And so we need to create better systems that can deal with this. But it's very complicated. You know, there's seven, eight billion people on the planet. Everybody has a different view on things. And unfortunately, the 0.1% are very powerful and, and have set up a system of, you know, Republicans against Democrats, liberals or conservative, you know, you know, uh, uh, Caucasians against BIPOC, all these different divisions. And uh, it's it's unfortunate that we live in that world, but we got to just do the best that we can. And, and there's a lot of miraculous things about life. Don't be, need to be a Debbie Downer. Uh, <laughs> life is amazing. We need to do what we can. And, and I've been at this for 40 years. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, Take care of your own health and and work on your own self. That that definitely is a is a good step. Um, but see what you can do to help your local environment and your local community. All right, we're going to take another break and come back with our final questions for John Relax. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose, we're coming right back. Back with John Relax. Uh, John, I, I greatly appreciate you taking time out to speak with me, with me today. We, we talked a lot about what you've done. I'm just curious, what, what projects are you doing now that you're excited about? And what final thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with? Yes. Um, well, one of the projects that I uh, recently uh, started up is called Agroforestry Regeneration Communities Arc. <clears throat> and Agroforestry Regeneration Communities is focused on, on implementing more food forests in the global south. We're specifically working in Guatemala and in East Africa. <clears throat> and what we do is we don't actually start up new projects. We take existing kind of, you know, social entrepreneurs, <clears throat> NGOs, uh, permaculture people, uh, people who know how to plant trees and helping them. Uh, and the, the benefits is they, they, a lot of times they'll, it's interesting, whether you're in Guatemala or Malawi, two of our, of our great projects, uh, contour lines in, uh, in, in Guatemala and, uh, permaculture paradise in and um in uh, malawi is they is they all grow maize or corn and and they get very little money for it and it only grows once you know they get one crop a year so we'll we'll oftentimes 
uh, help them convert part of their fields and putting in tree crops. Now, some of those tree crops will actually fertilize the corn crop so they get better yield on the corn that naturally from um, fixing nitrogen from the air and through the roots instead of having to buy chemical fertilizers, which have doubled in the last year. And, and then we also plant various types of, you know, whether it's from mangoes, you know, to avocados, different types of, of, of tree crops uh, that provide income and more nutrition. Um, uh, we can also then grow in between these tree crops, uh, things like cassava, uh, uh, things like sugarcane, uh, uh, pineapple, uh, turmeric, ginger. And so I'm, I'm enjoying that. We've we were recently successful in getting a $400,000 grant from One Tree Planted, uh, uh, a group, and then we got those trees in Guatemala. So we planted about 1,200 food forests, the group that we work with down there. Uh, and we're, our goal is to plant hundreds of thousands of food forests in the next five years. Um, and what we find is when people have that, they don't necessarily want to migrate and leave their area. They're better able to deal with, with econo uh, um, you know, uh, more storms because their their soils are more uh more rooted with more you know it doesn't wash away uh multiple income sources and uh so so we're excited to be able to do that and really as, as someone who's a who's a caucasian privileged you know uh man who who was successful you know with my founding nativa etc it's my way to play it forward and i and i really like helping small farmers these are farmers under one hectare that most people just ignore and and as the earth gets more challenged with extreme climate, putting in food forests and and uh, having a way to recycle, uh, you know, cycle carbon and water and create a better economic system for them is, is something that I enjoy and, and gives me something that I'm I know I'm I'm playing it forward. So I encourage people to check it out. We just did a webinar and had over 350 people sign up on a worldwide webinar. So check out uh, Agroforestry Regeneration Communities. We're, we're on Instagram uh, uh, and also uh, on, on the website and YouTube. John Rulak, wow, man, you are, uh, I don't know how you, how you find time to sleep, man. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show and thank you for Kiss the Ground. My wife and I uh, learned so much from watching the documentary on Netflix. Um, keep up all the amazing work. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and thank you for being on the show. By the way, we're going to have a, a, sec, a sequel to Kiss the Ground. Um, it'll be out um, in about a year. It's going to be uh, less take, take no, you know, we're going to, we're not going to be, it's not going to be as politically correct. It's going to be a little harder. <clears throat> and then we're going to do, do one that's going to be more internationally focused. So, um, you know, definitely follow Kiss the Ground, uh, you know, feeds, uh, check that out, share with your friends. Um, and I also wrote an article um, called Make, a, Make, Make America's Rivers Blue Again. And, and I really dive into this false dichotomy that animals are bad and plants are good, that, the, that like Bloomberg and New York Times, uh, and now Facebook is even advocating, and vegans, there's nothing wrong with being vegan. David Brown is a vegan, but he focuses more on a regenerative diet. So, so check out Make America's Rivers Blue Again. Again, that's at my Substack. You can read some of my articles. And uh, thanks again for having me on, and let's regenerate. All right. That concludes this installment of Hemerson on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice to find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. See you next week, folks. Stay strong. Marijuana!
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.